Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 80, 8-0. Uh, we, as we continue to march along here in episode numbers, I am John, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrea. Hello, everyone. We Welcome are a podcast. To our octogenarian stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I always say it's still, it's so deceptive because we have so many more episodes Mm-hmm. Way more than 80. Go and check them out on YouTube in the uh, bonus playlist. Um, we we covered a lot of shows that we didn't count in the regular order of things. So, you know, we're we're more experienced than we seem <laughs> by numbers alone. So true, true. But, we're, uh, we're a young 80. Yep. We're uh, we're here to talk about pop culture things that interest us. Sometimes there's whiskey. We'll be getting mm-hmm. to our weeks. Uh, we got DC fandom. We're gonna talk about some gaming news. Um, nothing real spoilery as we go forward. Um, but before that, let's talk drink holidays. Yes, we should absolutely talk them because there are two on this exact day, Thursday, October twenty first. Uh, first of all, it is uh, National Mezcal Day. Um, which is different than just tequila for, for those who might be wondering what mezcal is. It's close, but not quite tequila. Um, and then it is also American Beer Day, which I am celebrating. I've got a milk stout here from Lift Bridge. It's called The Warden. And I thought it was oh. very, like, superhero-y sounding. So I was, like, digging okay. it after yeah. watching DC Fandom and watching Batman the long Halloween part one. So cheers cool. with my warden. Yeah, I can cheers that. I, um, I'm also celebrating American beer day. Yeah. I feel like I wonder what they, if there's criteria to American beer day, if they're like talking American style beer day, yeah. or if it's just like a beer made in America. I know it was like very vague. So I, mm-hmm. I chose like a wide interpretation of like, it's a beer made in America. It is American beer. I know <laughs> you got like a little visitor. Want, yeah. want some of what you got? <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Um, so I have what's called a Saturday morning. Though it's Ooh, uh, so maybe you're listening reminds, to this on a Saturday morning sometime. That reminds me of like Saturday morning cartoons, in which again relates back to Batman and DC fandom. Yep, absolutely. Look at us. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, sour. It uh, has Ooh, cherry yum. flavor. It's from Coralville, Iowa, from uh, Back Pocket. Oh, um, Coralville. So, That's yeah, a blast I know. From the, past. I did, the memories are there. I just, I really miss going there. I've been missing that, uh, that convention. I don't know that it's uh, Anime Iowa for anyone. It's, uh, it used to be in Coralville, Iowa. I don't know if yeah. it still is. There was a year where it went to, I think, Des Moines. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's come back now or what, but the back going to back pocket was definitely a highlight mm-hmm. going there. So yeah, great brewery. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's gr- I should have. That's right. So uh, technical director oh, Alan yeah. just said that Chris Ayers died. That's right. I just heard about that. Mm-hmm. Um. If you recall, when we were down there and stuff, I think it was some of the earlier days that he, they were announcing that he was really sick and they were doing yeah. like fundraisers for him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, super nice guy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we've we spoke more with his brother, uh, Greg, you mm-hmm. know, but um, but yeah, Chris Ayers, like he's in tons of anime. He's um, he I think was the current Frieza in Dragon Ball Super and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but his list of, of anime is long. He always would run around with what they call the giant sippy cup. Um, and so it was literally a mug that if you're watching, I mean, it's like a foot tall or something like that. Right. And he's a smaller guy too. So it really, uh, it really stood out. He always had the mug with him, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, he'll be missed. And, uh, yeah, um, so sorry I thought to about, about like saying something, but it's been a long time. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was really sad to hear. And I know obviously. Greg and and his family, the whole Ayers family, are pretty devastated by it, even though, of course, unfortunately, it was, you know, a long time coming since he'd gotten sick. So, yeah, just just feel bad for the family and and hope they're doing okay. Yep. Well, I don't have a sippy cup, but I Uh, will will cheers him with, with the beer. Yep. Boy, if I was being more thoughtful... I would have thought the connected to all this stuff, having this <laughs> beer from the place where I met Chris Ayers. Yep. Well, good call, Alan. Thanks. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, hopefully, cheerier subjects in your week. <laughs> in your week. I mean, it's not much, yeah, not too much worse that could be there. So, yeah. Um, so my week has been pretty good. Um, it's a little bit shorter since, of course, we last spoke. Um, so not quite as much going on. But I did play my last game of softball outside, which, thank goodness, because we were just talking before the uh, the cast officially started about how cold it's getting out there. Um, so, yeah, so glad to, have, glad to have snuck softball in and glad to be done before it's, like, officially Minnesota winter. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so played a little softball. Uh, went back to the Alamo Draft House in Woodbury for the first time since they reopened and caught No Time to Die, uh, the latest okay. James Bond flick that came out. And I said it right. Not, I didn't no say No kill? Time to Kill. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I did, I have to tell you, after we were like joking about what No Time to Kill would look like, I definitely did have a dream where it was literally just Bond running around being like, I've got no time to kill anybody. And, and was just like, <laughs> no, I don't have time for you. And he was just like literally running at times through the street and at times through a house. And it was just, it was obviously my jumbled up, you know, yep. dream brain. But I woke up and was like, I just made that movie in my brain. It was very funny. Um, All those escaped villains. I wish I could stop to kill you, but I can't. Um, so, yeah, so I, I went to go see No Time to Die. Uh, we'll definitely have to talk about that at some point because I have a lot of thoughts about um, uh, Daniel Craig's final Bond flick um, and what might be coming next and if the film was trying to hint at who or what might be coming next um, in the Bond universe. What? Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. They're like, um, who or what's going to be Bond? Yeah, I know, deer. right? <laughs> Just a deer. 
just a deer. <laughs> that was a that was a random pick. <laughs> yeah. I can see um, the art now, though. I mean, I don't know. He's uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, they did they did close the movie with the traditional uh, James Bond will return, but they didn't specify anything. Yeah. You know, of course, mm -hmm. because there's there's no real concrete plans, but um, it did hint that you know there's some thoughts to the future. So, um, love to like close out that chapter and talk about that before we move on to speculating who might be the new bond or yeah. if the movie hinted at who might be someone uh, someone texted me who was it someone else saw it and they're like i'm curious about your thoughts on this mm -hmm. oh our uh, old friend mark Polacco. he asked me oh yeah because he's interested in what i had to say about it i hadn't haven't seen it yet so i don't know mm -hmm. but um I I told him that I just wish they would have stopped with Craig's stuff. But I just yep. think that that's it would have ended on such a high note. It seems like this, you know, they had um, they're acting like they haven't concluded his story, this Bond story. And I felt like they kind of had. And now mm -hmm. they added some more things in the last one, Inspector, you know, so starting it up again. But mm -hmm. me, it, from the previews and stuff, it seems like, no, we need to try to tie this all together. Mm -hmm. And that just wasn't the on thing before. They didn't yeah. do, do that. It was, you know, one thing to the next. And I kind of appreciate the idea of a larger arc for Bond, if that's something they can make work. But I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I have two thoughts about that. One, I agree. I kind of appreciate a larger arc. Um, I appreciate the idea of it. I don't think the execution was quite there. Um, because, like you said, it felt like there was a really good wrap-up point with Skyfall. And it didn't happen. And then, it, So it felt like there was this sort of like start-stop to the larger mm -hmm. arc. And it was like, ugh, you know... Like you said, I appreciate the idea. I don't know that it was executed quite well. Um, and then two, there there is some very final, final pieces in this new movie um, that that feels like we need to, you know, wrap up Daniel Craig's storyline. Oh. Um, and I would, I think I would appreciate that more if I knew a very large break was coming. If they're going to come out and in like two months and be like, surprise, here's our new mm. bond, here's our new story, then I don't appreciate that. If you're taking like three, four years to take a pause or, or even longer, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, I'm trying to think of like, you know, an acceptable, like bigger gap. But if you're right. taking like a number of years and then bringing Bond back, then yeah, I do appreciate that there was, you know, some sort of like finality and feeling of, you know, I'm not being left on a giant cliffhanger. Then right. yeah, I, I like that. But yeah, if you're just going to keep marching forward, then I don't see the point in needing to wrap all of this up. Mm -hmm. I hope they take a break for sure. I mean, I not having seen this latest one, I, I, I hope that it's, we have a pause. It'd be a good moment, and I think this would be a good film to take a pause on. Um, so mm -hmm. I hope they do, but yeah, it's it's going to feel, I think, a little cheap if they don't. Okay. But I'm not a movie exec, so I can't say for sure. 
Well, maybe you should be, Andrea. Maybe I should be. Look out, everybody. I'm coming. I got opinions. <laughs> um, well, good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you got to see it. I don't know when I'm going to get there. We've talked. I Normally, it's out in November, so I would I would have seen it now, but it's right. kind of the wrong time for me right now. So Right. And it's one of the few movies that's not available on a streaming service as well. Mm -hmm. It um, was, I will say, it was a fun one to go back into the theater on. Sure. Like it was, it was very well, enjoyable on yeah, the big screen. See, that probably affected your, your take on it some. Going to the Alamo again. Like how probably, do you not have fun yeah. going to the Alamo? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean like the fun. whole, the, the whole like setup and vibe was great. It was like fun being back in the theater. It was fun being back at the Alamo. Like Alamo is always a good experience. We had like a really great server who was like, you know, sneaking in and out of there. Like she was, you know, yeah. the James Bond of, of servers. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the whole, the whole experience was great. So it could have, it could have colored my movie perception as well, for sure. The James Bond of servers, is that a server that just like, doesn't really care and takes a smoke break every once in a while. <laughs> catch all catch your drinks, all whether you want them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like super flirtatious, you know, it's like, uh, know yeah know. just just comes it's, up and delivers our meal but also like a double entendre about our meal and then walks away yeah <laughs> yep and you, you you see her off in the corner like with the own rollout case of like caviar <laughs> and crackers and stuff that's right a little chilled champagne yeah <laughs> um yeah well, awesome i um mm -hmm. i didn't get to go to the theater but i did manage to watch plenty of things um, continued with Zach Baggins's Haunted Museum show. Uh, cur the current latest episode was not as good, unfortunately. Okay. But um, it's still worth watching, I guess. Um, long Batman, Long Halloween, Part 1 as well. I, yeah. um, I Normally, I feel like I hear about the new DC animated movie that's coming out or whatever, mm -hmm. and... When I saw this, being I hadn't heard of it, I thought it was one of those kind of just animated comic book things. Sure, yeah. You know, sometimes they just sort of animate the panels a little bit. And it's more mm -hmm. of a, you know, I haven't really watched those and haven't been too interested. I'd rather just read it then, I guess. Um, but when I saw that this is actually the full done thing, I was like, well, I, I got to try that. So yeah, with part one, I, I'm happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, it was fun to kind of like feel a little throwback to like the old Saturday morning cartoons. That's, sure. that's totally the vibe. Reminded like a lot of the art style. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, especially a lot of like the cityscape art style, um, hmm. really reminded me of like the, the, the frame shots and like the, the block cube buildings of, you know, mm. old Saturday morning Batman cartoons. So that was a fun. Yeah, I like the watercolors of the mm -hmm. backgrounds. Yep. And then I liked in the beginning they had pictures from the actual comic book. Mm -hmm. So I, could, yep. I was reminded of that art style and stuff. Um, and in, as you had mentioned uh, previously, there's a good cast. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, definitely I'm excited could, for part two. Definitely could like hear Jensen Ackles as Batman, though. I had a little oh, really? bit of trouble just because we've watched Supernatural so recently. Oh, yeah. I had a little bit of trouble like being like, stop thinking about him as Dean. 
thing about him is Batman. And I mean, it didn't take me long to like settle into it, yeah. but there was like a couple moments in the beginning where I had to just be like, stop it. It's Batman now. Mm-hmm. So I, I should read the comic again. Um, except I don't think I own it. I borrowed it to read it, um, initially, but, um, it feels, um, authentic to the time period anyways. You know, it does, does feel like something that was written a while mm-hmm. ago as yeah. opposed to something that's like a story they would tell today. Yeah. And I've, I've appreciated that what seems to base on my memory to be a pretty, um, uh, honest translation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Looking uh, forward to part two. I watched, um, scream two. Speaking of, uh, yeah. twos. um, I'd never seen, I've only seen scream one. Oh, shut up. So yeah. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought let's, let's try the second one from my memory. I think I like scream two better actually. Okay. All right. So yeah, I thought that, I thought the scream franchise did three, like drops off a little bit for me and then it like picks back up with four. Um, but yeah, I quite enjoyed scream two as well. Like I thought it was like a fun continuation rather than like mm-hmm. I know a lot of horror movie franchises like flounder in the second one but yep in the like oh our hero goes off to college and it's different but like this was fun yep yeah I, I I we watched it on um actually thought we owned it I don't know if we do somewhere or not but we watched it on AMC plus because mm-hmm. that was on I heard Charlie Cox has a new show on there um they were offering really a big discount it includes Shutter, uh, perfect for Halloween. Yeah. So pick that up for a while. And um, there is uh, a movie, kind of a short movie called Blood Machines. I want to watch on there. So some of the exclusive Shutter content as well. Good for the holiday season. Um, watch some more UFC. Watch the new Dave Chappelle show. Um, and then watched. Um, Ashley and I watched a couple episodes. It's currently streaming, and it's a horror anime. Uh, it's difficult for my for my mouth to say for some reason. Mieruko okay. chan. Uh, okay, nice job, um, <laughs> nice job. Of course, you probably could have said uh, anything, and I'd have been like, "Yeah." <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just the the switching in those those vowels there is tough for me. Sure, but um, it's. It's got a lot of like, which was unexpected, quite a bit of fan service, but it's actually pretty scary too. So we're just, we just watched two episodes. Um, the art is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the premise seems not overly done so far. And there's one more episode currently available. This is on Funimation. And so okay. um, we're going to keep, keep it that for now. Nice. Good for the season. Yeah. We're trying to get it. It'll be done before you know it. Before you know it, Halloween will be over and then we'll be sad. So. Ugh, I know. I, uh, I just wrote, wrote an email today in which I was like, um, it's the third week of October. Say what now? (laughs) Uh, Is it really? I mean, yeah. I mean, Mm. yeah, I don't like it any more than you do, but it is. I don't know that I'm going to, I don't know what I feel feel like I'm going to be late to the Halloween party again. It's going to be a late (laughs) thing because, you know, I don't know weather's got to really turn around or something. So, 
Anyways, for things mm-hmm. the audience might be interested in, let's mm-hmm. keep it going on the, the comic DC Batman vibe. DC fandom was this last week, uh, second year that they've done this. Uh, very different event from mm. last year, I think, but yeah. lots of news. What did you all get to see? What did you like? What did you not like? Yeah, it was fun. Um, I like that they kept kind of the same like digital hall format to kind of introduce Mm. it. It felt like it was, you know, a continuation from last year. And like, you know, this is a continuing thing that we're going to be doing. So I kind of liked like the opening setup and the feel of the digital space, just because it did make it feel more like last year wasn't just some like crazy one-off. And it feels more sustainable this year. I did appreciate the shorter format because I felt like last year was a little, hodgepodge as they were trying to figure things out figure out what people were interested in and just had like way too much content that wasn't really news so i i appreciate that they scaled back this year and they didn't feel like they had to prove themselves um that being said uh there was a lot of content here not all necessarily new um but, you know, like things like we had already known about, obviously, like the Batman's been around for a while. We've all seen like bits and pieces of Black Adam, um, Aquaman 2. But now we just get like deeper dives into those things. Um, and I really appreciated it. I really liked the way that it was set up. I enjoyed the the kind of big announcements at the beginning to kind of like draw you in, hook you in. You know, we got our our opening from Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Of course, you're you're never not going to get any love from me for doing that. Um, and then t- getting our sneak peek at Black Adam, and then it felt like there were after the big kind of two Black Adam and Aquaman. Then we sort of moved into like, okay, well here's like some you know Superman and Superman related news. Here's some like seeing into Batman and Batman related news. So I like that there were like themed pieces. Um, it felt like, and there, and the organization wasn't totally haphazard. Um, so yeah, I thought they did a good job of like giving us related content to one another kind of sections that, you know, people might be interested in if they're interested in the same, um, superhero or the same kind of superhero verse. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I think it was, uh, it was benefited the event a lot to be much more compact. Yes. It was really, really bloated with a lot of fluff last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think places just get too worried with, it's either too confident that everybody loves everything about us and they all want to sit, you know, with bated breath. Mm-hmm. Um, everything we're going to say here or it's um trying to fill a an artificial artificially given time yes slot you know mm-hmm. so yeah this this felt a lot better i i saw most of it post the event same um but i was perfectly fine with that what were your um so like in the list i made we had Batman trailer, uh, mm-hmm. Shazam, Aquaman, Young Justice. We had some more from the video games, Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad Kills, the Justice League. Yeah. What, um, what were your, what were your highlights? What was your favorite moment or? Ooh, my favorite moment. Um, 
predictably Black Adam. Okay. I mean, like I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, like it was amazing to like finally get like a a more full decent look. The Rock looks like he just decided to become a mountain. I mean, he's always been like huge. He's always been a huge man, but like there was just something about the way that the whole Black Adam costume worked in that teaser scene that we got. He just literally was like a solid thing. <laughs> like there's just, I don't know. It, he just looked massive. He didn't even look like him. It was so crazy, but it looked like good fun. Um, and I just loved the intro, like all of the characters talking about how epic it was going to be. Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate being like, you know, hey, I worked on James Bond. Um, and this is like crazier than that. So get ready, people. So I just I thought it was like He's, a well done. It's like, going to come in like hang gliding, you know, <laughs> surfing um, a giant wave. Oh, yeah. God, mm -hmm. no. Halle Berry is going to pop in and have some diamonds in her <laughs> belly button. I don't know. Oh, she'll um, be the woman. Or she oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be that'd be a story. That'd be a breaking it story a out of DC fandom. Mm -hmm. if that was yeah. happening. Um, but yeah, I just thought I thought the whole thing, like the the way they like built it all up was really fun. Um, and I just like felt that energy. And then I felt that energy shift right into Aquaman 2 when they were introducing that. And obviously Jason Momoa is just like such a fun guy and so personable. And you can just like feel his energy and enthusiasm for any project that he's in. And I just thought like the whole Aquaman 2 trailer, sneak peek behind the scenes, everything kind of rested on his shoulders. And he, and he carried it. Like he's just so excited. Nice. You can't help be, but be excited with him. So. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I was happy to see something from Black Adam. I think that what gives me hope for this film is, is Dwayne Johnson does, you know, he said in the thing, I'm, I was born to play this role. And mm -hmm. I, so I think he's really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. I hope that passion uh, drives a pretty, pretty awesome, authentic movie experience. And yeah, yeah I'm pretty excited for, I like Dr. Fate quite a bit. Mm -hmm. He's a cool guy. So having Pierce Brosnan play him, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good, I think that's a good casting call. I yes. think that's good. I so. agree. Um, Young Justice, I actually didn't get to watch the trailer for it yet, but I was a really big fan of that show originally. And then when it came back, finally, I think mm -hmm. for the fourth season, it really was a, was disappointing. It really was sure. pretty dull. Um, so I'm wondering if they can, kind of turn that around and then make that better. I'm, I'm glad that they're going to have another season. Maybe we'll, um, yeah, course correct. Yeah. Um, the Batman trailer. So you said you're like, yeah. I'm going to watch it. And I'm, and I did. I'm like, I don't need to watch it. What? <laughs> Watched it. <laughs> I know. I saw your comments and I was like, Oh, I thought you were going to watch it. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's just, it's fire. Fire is that trailer. I just, um, I still wish they would have just stuck with the first one. I, I don't need more than the first trailer, but mm -hmm. being this is how I saw it, it's, it looks great. And it's again, had the same vibe as the first one. So to me mm -hmm. there, I mean, that to me suggests that it's not a fluke, like, right. Oh, this is the tone we set. And now the movie's kind of changed or we didn't, 
That wasn't the most accurate tone for the film. It really feels in line with what they showed us the first time. Agreed. And I, I hope that yeah, just please be what you're showing me. Like, yeah, I want it to be that a lot. Um, it's there's been production issues and like comments from actors and all this different stuff to make me worried about it. But then I just see these trailers and I'm like, God, you just, you know, I think the actress for Catwoman said like, Oh yeah. Zoe Travis. Stop sexualizing Catwoman. It's like, don't be Catwoman then. And then they show the trailer and she's yeah. being pretty sensual ish or whatever, you know, sultry. So, okay. So it's in the movie there. And then, you know, he, People talk about Robert Pattinson not being willing to bulk up or whatever. Um, but I don't yeah. think it's going to. I didn't feel like that was really an issue, actually, from watching I don't think the it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be. The suit covers everything, you know. And, right. You know, maybe you don't get a shirtless scene, everyone, but. That's fine. We'll that's not, people that's will not... if they don't. I don't know. Well, that's it's so ridiculous. That's never been what, like, Batman is about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, right. He's, he's too serious for, like, a shirtless scene. Do you know Val, what I mean? Like, Val Kilmer like, had a shirtless scene, and Christian Bale definitely had did, shirtless scenes. But, like, they were just so not about being shirtless, though. Like, I mean, no, like, not... you're talking to someone who, like, appreciates a good shirtless scene, like The Rock and the Scorpion <laughs> King, like Jason Momoa in, like, half of Aquaman. Like, appreciate it. Like, mm. that totally fits that those movies' vibes and, like, The Rock and Jason Momoa's vibes as as people. But, like, when I think about, like, Val Kilmer being shirtless in Batman, he was, like, taking a shower and, like, coming out of the shower. And, but it was just so, like, casual. It was just, like, a human thing to do, not, like, here I am, Val Kilmer, being shirtless, you know? Well, if, if it, like he was different. yelling at Robin. He was, like, getting done. It's like, taking stuff off. And, he, yeah, he was wet because I think he was, like, sweaty or something. But he was, like, right, yelling. Right, but it was, it was, like, so non-exhibition-y. It was just more, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't feel that in the yeah. moment. So, and yeah, I mean, well, like, sure, Christian Bale was like a little bit more when he's like doing his push ups and stuff, but it's Christian Bale. So you just, you, you already feel more like I'm acting in the moment. Like I'm being actory right now more than I'm being like, look at my, you know, shirtless chest here and, and look at my abs on display. It's more about like the craft that I'm performing right here. So I just tend to not think about Christian Bale. I think being this attractive. is coming from. So th what I'm hearing is this is coming from someone that's not like an obsessive fan of Edward Cullen. That's what I'm hearing. You're not uh, you're not a R-Pats. No. Yeah. So when you go when you see the R-Pats fans that go to this film and they don't get the shirtless scene. Grow up. Riots. riots. <laughs> no, grow up, grow up. If you like if you like want R-Pats to do well. And like, you know, be the serious actor that I think he really can be, then oh, yeah. don't riot for a shirtless scene in this. Because that just takes takes it all out because then people are gonna like flash back to that sparkly shirtless Twilight thing. And then you've undercut Batman. You can't have a sparkly Batman. So like <laughs> so like avoid shirtlessness at all costs. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, okay. keep the suit on or be like broody. Bruce Wayne with your like suit and mm -hmm. coat and all your layers on. Well, I tell you, I come down hard on Marvel <laughs> and DC a lot and it's well-deserved in my opinion, but I am very excited for this film and yes, it just looks like Batman plus the movie seven, like 
had a baby with, you know, nine inch nails is somewhere in there. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. is, it's, it sounds awesome. I dig it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, ha- I would be remiss if I wasn't going to say, I'm really excited to see what Andy Serkis can do as Alfred. Yeah. That's an odd casting, but it could be cool. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I had sort of forgotten about that casting. And so when I saw him, I was like, right, you're yep. there, you're Alfred. So I'm intrigued. Yep. Um, no, I, I agree. There's some interesting casting in this film. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've, you know, I'll tell people before I've said it before I will keep on it. Like I generally don't, I'm not a fan of like just race swapping things or whatever, but Batman has been done so many times. You know, mm-hmm. Batman is a thing. We've had so many jokers with so many, so many versions of Batman. Personally, I'm okay with more freedom uh, when you're changing things up because you just can't retread the same waters mm-hmm. when these things are, you know, if it's a, if it's different, if it's a continuation or whatever, or it's the first time adapting something, but when you've, it's a thing to like reinvent these every so often mm-hmm. and to start a new, like, it just makes sense to me that you need to change things up. And mm-hmm. so that's in tone. That's in, you know, we go all the way from Tim Burton, kind of larger than life, gothic kind of thing. We start mm-hmm. shifting into, um, you know, kind of crazier Batman, neon lights, you know, and then we go full Schumacher, Schumacher. you know. <laughs> yeah. um, then we get darker and we go into, the, you know, kind of what DC wants to be the modern DC movie mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and we're, we're reinventing again, so... Yeah, I'm okay with these reinventions here and there. It's the same as the Joker movie. You know, that's there's mm-hmm. a lot in there that's not really very like the Joker. Right. But after so many incarnations of the Joker, like we get the Joker. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. That's just my personal take. Um, The video games. Oh, well, well, before we do that, The Flash, Michael <laughs> Keaton. Wait, what? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Michael Keaton. Sorry. Yeah. I for like a hot second I thought you were like there's something bigger I missed that like Michael Keaton oh. was the Flash and I was like, just oh. stop. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah. No, he um, like narrated the trailer and stuff, kinda or their whatever. And uh yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have to say the Flash, I was I, I was very torn about that whole segment. Um, I felt like it was very underwhelming. Like Hmm. the whole intro was very underwhelming. Like it felt sort of like slapdash and then it like ended very vaguely, like coming sometime. And I was like, I feel like this is like a joke, but it's not a joke. And I'm not very amused by this. They're, they're framing it around. I think, um, Ezra Miller's care, like, mannerisms and like his vibe and everything you know yeah and i and i sort of was like half there but i don't feel like it was enough i just sort of felt very off put as an audience member like Mm. i got i felt like i got what they were trying to do like you said like frame it around him and it was sort of supposed to be this like tongue-in-cheek thing i just don't think Mm -hmm. it was done very well but then on the flip side i did enjoy like the sneak peek into the flash and like you said like michael keaton narrating okay 
So, Stay. yeah, I'm, a, I'm very of two minds about that segment. I was like, I wish he would have done that a little bit better. You're of two minds, like Two-Face. Oh, my gosh, Ooh. we're on the Batman. Right? I can't um, escape him today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you think they're going to use this, use the Flash to, like, course correct the DC universe? I think they're going to tread the waters. Yeah. I think they're going to like test it out and see how it goes. I think okay. there's going to, there's going to be some like, so they're, they're going to try to do something. They can't obviously course correct an entire like DC universe in like one movie, but yeah, I think there's going to be some start and they're going to see what audience reaction is. Cause this is, this is DC to me. And this is a very benign example, but it's mm -hmm. like, um, okay. I have my, you know, I want to insult anyone's car. I have this generic car, okay, that uh, I love my car. It's so great. It's awesome. And you see this, like, Ferrari drive-by or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, my car is, I wouldn't trade my car for anything in the world. And then all of a sudden, this person gets, you know, a big raise and whatever, and they that car is gone immediately, and it's another car, like a mm -hmm. fancier, nicer car, because they're lying to themselves that they actually love this car. And mm -hmm. DC is lying to themselves that, yeah, we want to just tell stories from all over the place and they can be whatever from whenever it's so, it's so freeing. And, but they really just want that Marvel connected everything. They really yeah. want it, but they're not going to say it until they feel like they can successfully get it. And so, right. They're going to dip their, they're going to try it. Can this mm -hmm. work? And then they're going to have one movie that flops. It's the linchpin of the whole thing. And they're going to. And then collapse. Yeah, it's collapse. Yeah. Yeah. DC keeps people. building themselves like a fine house of cards, <laughs> blowing it over and then like stacking up the yeah. pieces like this time it's going to work or like yeah. Charlie Browning themselves with a football. Like it's just it's huh. like just admit what you <laughs> want. Admit you want to be Marvel and you want to beat them at their own game and then just like stop lying to yourself. And then maybe you could just like put some time yeah. and effort and real planning and money behind, you know, yeah. like a whole built out plan and get everybody on yeah. board with that instead of like trying to piecemeal it and, and chase mm -hmm. after what Marvel's doing. It is the tough thing to, you know, to do, like to find that Kevin Feige or find someone that's gonna yeah. really grand scheme the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, I'm I not I, obviously we can we can make it sound as easy as we want. And, and like mm -hmm. it, it is when you boil it down to the very essentials. But yeah, you do need mm -hmm. the linchpin, which is the person with the vision to tie it all together or with the vision to find the people who can do this and do it yep. well. And yeah, yep. that's hella difficult. But is it any more difficult than like doing what DC's doing and throwing a bunch of money at stuff <laughs> yeah. that's not working out? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yep. I I mean I I I have no hope for their comic book industry, but I'm seeing a lot of positive things in other media. You know, mm -hmm. with the Batman, and I like the first Shazam, so more Shazam. Yes. With the potential of Black Adam, with the success of some of the TV shows like Harley Quinn and Doom Patrol. I, you know. yeah, that was my other, like, I wanted it to be my favorite moment, but I had to skip all the Doom Patrol stuff because yeah, we hadn't watched it yet. Potential. Exactly. But it did uh, remind me yeah. of, like, how much I love Doom Patrol. And Michelle Gomez is part of the cast now, and I love her. So I Michelle definitely. Michelle Gomez. Missy. 
Who be that? Missy. Oh, From Doctor Who, oh Missy. okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I love her. Um, so she she is part of the cast now. So she's I just the like... doctor. Yeah, or, she's, just she's just the, the Missy uh, coming on in. <laughs> the um the master. Oh my god. The master, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um Town beat me to it, y'all beat me to it. <laughs> so yeah, so it was definitely like another fun, like favorite moment that reminded me of like DC does have good content. They just sometimes yep. don't like put the time and effort where it should be, but occasionally and they do. Everybody seems to love the Harley Quinn show. I should give it that yeah. a shot as well. Um I'm gonna I don't know. I mean watch Doom Patrol, get Emily back on and talk about that. So Yeah, for sure. Uh video games. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move into some more video game stuff in general. Um Gotham Knights Court of Owls. So they officially yeah. unveiled that it was the Court of Owls that um they were dealing with. Uh-huh. Um, I think I have, I think I bought not that long ago, the graphic novels for that maybe. So I kind of want to read that before the game comes out. Yeah. But that looked cool. Yeah, it really did. So, um, got high, high hopes for that. It's been, it's been too long since we've had a Batman game. And then, um, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. It's the other one. We got the, the first teaser last year didn't mm-hmm. do anything for me it was so this brief. did look better this mm-hmm. this looked more fun I, I thought they hit a lot of the notes that they were trying to hit with the trailer again it was all like you know cinematics and stuff you mm-hmm. know we don't know what the game's going to really be like but right it did give you a little bit more context for what the setup was yeah you know and why they're battling the justice league um mm-hmm. and why why that's a good thing that you're battling the just you know what i mean like it's not right. like whoopsie like you know we're not really supposed to kill the justice league there is like a, yeah. a whole setup and premise for that so yeah it was fun it was like it was fun and upbeat enough while also giving you enough of like what you're going to be doing so i thought it was good yep nice well that is uh dc fandom um, we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about the video games in that, mm-hmm. and we'll stick on the video game topic with God of War coming to PC January 14th. Mm-hmm. So um, everybody's been like kind of seeing the writing on the wall about uh, more and more PlayStation games coming over PC side of things. And so that's been announced, and um, they are going to have like ultra-wide screen support for it and unlock the frame rate and all that stuff. So it should look very beautiful for the people that have not yet played it and would like to play it on PC mm-hmm. January 14th. Yeah. So. Not too far away. No. Scary to say. <laughs> and I think, I think personally, this is a really good strategy because, uh, I know there's some detractors, but this God of war game is superb. Um, it's one of Ashley's favorite games of all time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a great strategy. You've sold a lot of copies of it. You get people to play it on PC that have not played it before if they love it so much, maybe for Christmas they decide they want that PS5. Yep. So they don't have to wait three years to play the next one. Mm-hmm. You know? It's been great. So. Right. Um, I was surprised today with an Uncharted trailer. I thought I heard rumbling somewhere like a day ago or something that some Uncharted stuff was leaking. And so I don't know if this was a response to that or if I'm imagining it or what. 
but mm-hmm. um i wore um i didn't didn't intend to but i wore henley today um <laughs> is well known for wearing those and um i put on my uh my nathan drake ring just nice um, for, uh, yeah. yeah we got several good shots of that in the trailer <laughs> yeah right so trailer drops i mean i've been pretty pretty down on the on this movie you know always hesitant of of switching mediums we'll mm-hmm. get to later for other stuff but um the i don't know what do you th- so you have not played any uncharted games if no. i'm not mistaken what did you think as, as someone is not as familiar um i thought it was fun it was a good trailer like it it definitely set up well like the youthfulness that that this movie is going to be using and drawing on because obviously we're getting like a younger Nathan Drake here and a just starting out and a sort of just like entering which is great because i think i think that's a good idea for people who haven't necessarily like myself really played the games um, maybe know a little bit of the backstory, but aren't really like familiar. So we're just sort of like getting into the uncharted world along with Nathan Drake. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's like mm-hmm. an entry point and a character, the main character that you can immediately identify with because he's sort of sort of like the newbie novice, like figuring it all out just like we are. So that's a that's a really oft used story technique, but I think it's gonna serve well here. Um, with Tom Holland and his like energy that he's bringing to this movie. Okay. That being said, there were definitely like some moments um, where there were, there was like a little bit of like, this would be cool in a video game and this does not work in a movie. And coming okay. as someone who like loves the fast and furious franchise, but looks at their stunts and goes, okay, that works. There are a couple of stunts in here that I watched and was like, okay. Yeah. Like the whole plane <laughs> dropping box, hopping car falling. I was like in a video game for sure. Like I'm pressing those controls and I can see my little like character jump in the boxes in a movie, jumping boxes in midair, hanging out of an airplane. Like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> so how dare you? You don't know the prowess of Nathan Drake. <laughs> I don't. I um, don't. True. I haven't played the game, but yeah. Yeah. It was just like one of those yeah. moments where I was like, this is so cool for a video game. It does not work here in like a live action movie. But I, mean, I think that's a gen- like a bigger problem in Hollywood in general. I mean, it's it's just uh, always it's again that lack One of creativity. We just have to, yeah, we just have to make it more extreme. That's, you know, how are we going to get people in the seats? Mm-hmm. Make it more crazy. Make it more extreme. Just give us more. And, mm-hmm. um, God, no. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, um, that is an iconic scene from the games, which is interesting. So that's what I thought was, was, uh, strange is they say this is going to be earlier. Mm-hmm. um in the uncharted story so i thought well does that mean that we're gonna hear some stories before the uncharted games and they'll kind of stop and then the games will continue or like or what they're gonna uh, give some nods it, yeah it seems like this is gonna be separate enough you know it's yeah. not 
it's it's before the games time wise, but it's actually not going to lead into the games because okay. there are too many things I recognized from the games directly in this. Sure. So the plane scene for sure with the the cargo nets like holding stuff and flying out and that's that's directly out of Uncharted Three. Okay. Um, so I thought that was strange. There were and there was. I don't know if it's uh, intentional, but I got vibes of for the villain as the villain from Uncharted 4 mm, and mm-hmm. some of the um, gala event stuff from that. And the I think there was a ship I saw or some underwater things that I kind of thought of from 4 as well. So sure. I don't know, I it, you know, what, it, what this is going to be. But I I think it looked better than I thought it would. Sure. I still have big issue with um, casting wise, you know, um, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Nathan Drake much from the game or Sullivan yeah. um, and stuff like that. think that visually they're probably fine, mm-hmm. but they're such big actors, too. It's tough to see them as someone else here as like established characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And yeah, Tom Holland, he looks so young all the time. He really does. He (sighs) really does. Like, I. I can appreciate that, like I said, I think he's going to bring like that kind of youthful energy and youthful vibe, and that's going to work well for introducing a wider audience to Uncharted. But yes, at the same time, he also does look pretty damn young. He looks young and he doesn't have the kind of energy that I feel Tom Holland is known for, at least from the Spider-Man role. I think he's trying to be more grown up in this. Yeah, he's a little less manic. Yeah, he's losing the the charm of Nathan Drake from again, from the trailer, you know, like who knows what what we all get for sure. And 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 um, Marky Mark. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I just never, I never care for him in, in some like a central role. He's always mm. kind of just him to me. Otherwise, he's a, a decent enough side character. Yeah, he's a just, fun like character actor. Like he's a fun guest pop up in a movie. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like one of my favorites of him is, um, uh, what is it? Date night with Tina Fey and Steve okay. Carell. And he's like Tina Fey's like hot client that she right. and he's like in the CIA or like some sort of like something. Um, you know, he's some sort of like spy James Bond spoofy character. And he's just like Mark Wahlberg and he's hot mm-hmm. and it works because like that's all you like need from him. Sure. But yeah. Yep. But then when he like acts. Sometimes it's just like oh, I'm watching Marky Mark act right now. Yeah. And it doesn't I mean, work. I haven't seen Bul- Bumblebee. I hear that that's good. I don't know. Oh, he, okay. Wait, is he in that one? He's in that one, right? In Bumblebee? It's I in don't some know. Of the Transformer movies later. Yeah, um, but I don't remember maybe if he's, he's not in that one. Yeah, I don't remember if he's in that one or not. Alan. I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah, I've just not been a fan. I, the highlights for me is, okay, well, we see a bunch of stuff from the games. It looks like it's, you know, filmed well at this point. And I think Chloe Frazier seems like a good casting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, maybe that's a character you're less familiar with, but Chloe Frazier is really cool in the game, and I hope they do her well. But again, it, to me, is an unknown actress, so good. And then um, Antonio Banderas as the villain here, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of sold on that too. I think like mm -hmm. he's a name, but he's not of a of a. He's not playing an established character, as far as I know. He's it's an original thing. So. Well, I also feel like I haven't seen Antonio Banderas in a while. Yeah. So there's mm -hmm. nothing that like sticks in my mind, you know, that he's done recently where I'm like having trouble switching like character, you know, characters in my mind for Antonio Banderas. It's like, oh, I haven't seen him mm -hmm. in a while. Like, cool. He's back. Yeah. So, right. yeah, there's less of a sticking point. Yep. I don't know. I, I will. Um. Well, there, Alan has it. Mark Wahlberg in Transformers The Last Night and Transformers Age of Extinction. Okay. Okay, so he's not in Bumblebee. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well you tried for so him. That's, <laughs> you yeah, wanted him yeah. to be part of something good, and he just couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. It's, I, based on this, I will see it now. So. Yeah. I will see it. Though my expectations are still low. So. I think that's fair. Um, I don't know that there's been like a rash of great video game movies recently. No. So, you know, it's fair to keep your expectations low, even if this is, to me does look like fun. That doesn't mean it's going to be good. Yep. Um, from one adaptation to another, <laughs> they released some more stuff for the Netflix Cowboy Bebop show live action show is some sort of they call it like the lost session or something mm -hmm. um i don't know what you call it clip trailer thing promo featurette promo featurette? Yeah. yeah promo featurette mm -hmm. let's combine let's combine <laughs> like just throw all the terms at it yeah um did you see it i did yes absolutely i did what'd you think um, oof. there were things I liked and things I didn't. Um, I thought it was a more fun way to see how the characters are going to go than like the trailer that we had previously watched. Um, and I loved some of the stylistic choices, like the, like the sliding panels, like sliding comic book panels okay. and like frame panels. I thought there were really some fun moments in there and there were really some inventive ways that that was used. Um, and it felt, it didn't feel jarring. It didn't feel like out of place for me. Like I thought it, I thought it worked. Um, there, there were things that bothered me. Like I, we've talked about this before, but I still a problem. Like you said, everything feels really clean. Everything mm -hmm. feels, um, like I'm in a movie, I'm making a movie or like I'm in a show, I'm making a TV show. <laughs> like th there's a bit too like charactery dialogue. It doesn't, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel quite natural and it doesn't feel quite styled right. So there's this like over stylization that I'm getting that really throws me every time the characters are together. There's there's moments when it clicks, but too often it doesn't. Too often it feels disjointed. So I'm having a really hard time 
I'm having a really hard time fully enjoying the experience here because I keep wanting to find things that I like and I do, but I'm too often like pulled out by things that I don't. Hmm. I saw someone comment on it that said it seemed really, seemed like they're going for a campy style. Mm -hmm. And I, it does seem like that. It, it, I don't know if this is them trying to be genuine and like make it as true of an adaptation as possible, mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like Cowboy Bebop. And again, yeah. it, it really does. I, I like that description. It does feel campy. It feels almost like a spoof of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And I know they're putting things in there that are from the show. Some of them, like they're trying to get some shots in there and they're trying to, you know, they're trying, they're trying on some of those things, but it's almost like they saw the, like the most that they saw from the show was the opening credit mm. sequence. Mm -hmm. And they decided to just take that very literally and just go and make a show that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, the show has jazz in it and lots of, lots of colors and is, I don't know. I, I just, uh, yeah, it's like a kid who me, didn't, no, it's like a kid who didn't do their homework or like, you know, like read the first page or first chapter of a book for a book report and decided to like write their whole report. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just very like, yeah, yeah like you didn't you didn't really dive into it. You're just like pretending like you did and we're all catching you in your bullshit. Yep. It's, you know, have you seen the Speed Racer movie by the Wachowskis? Oh, I saw some of it. I don't think okay. I've, I think I saw some of it was on TV, but I don't think I've ever like deliberately sat down to watch it. See, some, a lot of people didn't like that um, because it was, it was such a literal translation the mm -hmm. anime like sure. it's taking live action people and it's really trying to make that there you know like it it's so it's so literal and exact it's zany and completely over the top and ridiculous and the, the stylization is you know the, the line motion lines in the background of everything it's crazy mm -hmm. um which is a a val you know valiant effort to make that on screen and to do that literal translation. But I think that when something is meant to be taken seriously, um, you're going to have to be aware of what the product is selling. So there, okay, here's an example. And that, that anime show, we were just watching the horror one that I have trouble mm -hmm. saying. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a scene where, um, the, it's a ridiculous, stupid situation where the one girl is going to use a stethoscope on the other one and ends up like putting her hand up her shirt with the stethoscope to check her heart rate. And then the nurse comes in to the office. It's a ridiculous kind of anime ish moment or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, they're caught like this. And if you were going to do this in live action, you probably wouldn't have that scene. Mm -hmm. okay? yeah. to high school girls in this kind of just not going to happen scenario. Mm -hmm. um, now, is that unfaithful to do to not include that? I don't think so. I think you're honoring right. the medium you're switching to now. Right. You know, and so I, I don't want to be like on one side, I'm complaining nothing's authentic enough. And on the other side, right. being like, why are you trying to be so literal or something? Mm -hmm. But 
that's the only thing I can think of. They're, they're seeing this opening credit sequence. They're seeing some things from Comedy Bebop, and they're trying to be really literal about it. And it ends up not feeling like the original thing at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they're... So I think what they're doing here, they're, like you said, it almost feels like a spoof, but it's not, like, meant to. It's meant to be a love letter, and it's coming off like a spoof. And so we're sort of stuck with this, like, jarring in-between feel where, like, some of it comes off really well because, like, you're, you know, they're trying and they're doing some things well, but it's just missing the mark enough that we all feel sort of off about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just not. Like, Bebop is heartfelt. Yeah. Like, it's thoughtful and deep. Like, it's not just always this silly thing, Surface. you know? And Yeah. I mean, Kawi Bebop opens with a very, like, you know, harmonica kind of thing with very dark. Spike is basically silhouetted in low gravity, practicing martial arts. And like, it's, it's a slow scene, mm-hmm. you know, he has a c- cigarette that's kind of float that jet sort of s- floats to him in the air, you know, that he, and, and I think jets, I believe this is how it opens if I remember right, but it's, it's not this frenetic crazy thing. It's mm-hmm. a setting a tone, you know, for the whole show that so far I haven't seen at all mm-hmm. from, from this. Well, yeah. To so be, we have to like be fake fair, running in the opening, and yeah, we have like terrible. You know, oh, God, pulling so comic bad. panels. Like we're just I gonna have like a jokey though. good time the whole time. It's a ha ha ha. The show is so. Oh my God. No, I totally agree with you. Although, I still am gonna maintain that I love the the panel pulling because that I thought was really yeah. fun. Um, mm-hmm. but we did get one like half, you know, blink and you'll miss it moment of Spike having a deeper serious moment when he's when he's um confronted and he thinks he sees like that figure from his past vicious yeah yeah it's like 2 seconds of like slow down like there's uh-huh. clearly some trauma here and then they just like skip right over it and i was really mad because that was one of to me one of the most gripping parts and then it was all back to like light and airy and fun and like, aren't we joking with yep. each other? We're gonna catch the bad guy and now we're gonna like have a drink and you like, shot him oh, in the face. Oh, oh, like you can't shoot. I shot him in the leg. Yeah. So there was too much of that. There was not enough balance. Um, and uh, yeah, like that. Like I said, the one moment, the like blink and you'll miss it moment, um, was the most intriguing part to me, and it was barely in there. So, yeah, I mean, if we're taking this as representative of the show, I would be nervous because it doesn't feel balanced. It feels too much like on the jokey light side, on the jazzy, like, you know, surface level of like, look at us bounty hunters, like, yeah, 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 like we're buddies. Um, Yeah. So very, very conflicting feelings about this still, because there there were things I liked and there were things that I most decidedly did not. Um, Yep. Still gonna, I, still gonna try it. I mean, I just feel like I'll at let this you point, try it for me, okay? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I have to. Like the amount of time I've spent, like 
talking about it, talking about it, watching the trailers, like watching the promos, like, you know, I just, I feel like I, I'll give it one episode at least. We'll Mm -hmm. see how I feel at the end of that. And if I feel I can go on, but yeah, at this point, I just feel like I gotta, I gotta see what comes out of it. Got it. Yeah. It looks like a joke. I'm rewatching it because I want to see that, like that one serious moment you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's but, like right after he's like sitting down to eat the noodles and then there's like a whole like noodles, ma-ha-ha. But then there's like a slowdown yeah. moment of like, okay, somebody's actually here and some stuff might happen. Yep. But nope, just kidding. We're going to quickly veer away from that. So, yeah, it's, frust- it's frustrating yeah. because I feel like there were, there were good pieces here and it's making me not like it. It's making me not like the good stuff that I it's am interested pieces in. Pieces of pile of crap. All the pieces are pile of crap. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, do, I like. Well, I th- I, yeah. I. I think there's there's just the small glimmers of hope I had are fading. Um, but yeah, I'm still gonna have to give it a try. Yeah, I just I think that it's it's extra sad for me because I think that yeah. of all anime. Uh, classic stuff for sure this is one of the more adaptable ones mm-hmm. if there's one that's gonna make sense to mm-hmm. do and could be done well right um in it i want to see something that i don't know it's more like blade runner than mm-hmm. you know I, I don't even know what to describe this as so yeah but, yeah, yeah it's not quite coming to mind either but yeah i mean i get where you're driving at like it Mm-hmm. there's nothing to say that there can't be lighter moments. I mean, no, no show is, you know, especially a TV show can be all dark all the time with no breaks. Like you just, you know, yep. obviously that's not sustainable for your audience. You can't just exhaust them like that emotionally, but this feels swung to the pendulum feels swung too far the other way. It's too light. Well, it's too surfacey. It's too like feel good time. Um, mm-hmm. so like, what are, why do I care? Like, what are the stakes? What's my interest? What's my draw? And just like, I mean, from Blade Runner, just the authenticity of the world mm-hmm. that they're able to yeah. create, you know, the dinginess and the, uh, mm-hmm. how alive the world feels and everything there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we haven't seen the show. These are just promotions, but yep. they are supposed to be emblematic of what the show is. Right. That's the point of selling us here with this. And right. to me, what shocks me is they keep putting these things out as if we're supposed to like them. <laughs> to me, it's like you're putting this out because this is good. Look, look, see, you can be excited right. about this show. And so that to me really makes me feel worried about it extra because this is the this is what you've got. This is yeah. the best. This is how you want to sell the product to us, because I feel like you can take something that's not very Cowie Bebop probably and sell a bunch of people on. Hey, it maybe look it's like the first Batman, the Batman teaser, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot to that. Really, the movie could be who knows what. Right. Um, And they can make that really cool trailer out of it. Mm-hmm. That really screams a different kind of Batman for us. Mm-hmm. Um, And so the fact that they can't do that mm-hmm. with this show. um, Just it gives me no confidence. So. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it. it- I feel like it's something that keeps happening where they put something out. The, the fan reaction is 
more disappointed than they were hope than excitement, you know, more disappointed than they were hoping for. And they're like, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. That wasn't good. Here, try this yeah. thing. And then like, again, the fan reaction is underwhelming. They're like, no, 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 no. Okay. 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 We got, we got it this time. Like check yep. this out. And it's still underwhelming. And it's like, every time you try to reassure us and be like, no, 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 no. Like we have something better. We have something better. Don't worry about it. It keeps mm -hmm. not being better. And so, yeah, that's like really scary to think like, okay, like this is all supposed to culminate in a show. Like, is this just going to be like the ultimate disappointment? Or mm -hmm. is there actually going to be something more and whoever's cutting your trailers is just doing a terrible job? I, I'm calling Netflix paid for these these comments or something. <laughs> I'm looking at comments Are on they this. positive? Like, there are positive comments. I'm like oh my god you've or or it's people that never seen the show and they like they have no context for what the show is and again yeah, i'm yeah i mean i've never seen the show all... but i have context at least yeah i mean it, it's one of those things where i try to like be more at peace with that this is made probably most most things at it adapted are made for people that haven't seen the source or read the source or whatever mm -hmm. you know how many people do you think when they're in their in hollywood making a movie based on a book are thinking about the audience that read the book right not many unfortunately um so, and yeah, i'm trying sadly. to decide if that like i'm okay with that or not because that's the reality of it you know part of me thinks well then you should read the book be inspired by the book mm -hmm. and then write something new that's your own thing that you want to tell your version of like what that book meant to you, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. instead it's no, let's just take this thing and then do whatever we want with it. Mm -hmm. And then it was okay because most people haven't read it. Don't know. Yeah. Most people going to this won't have seen the original thing or read the original thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm a broken record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's legitimate. I mean, yeah, like, again, speaking as somebody who doesn't have, like, quite the steeped background in Cowboy Bebop, like, even I'm worried about it because mm -hmm. just because I don't know the whole history behind it doesn't mean I can't recognize that there are some serious issues that the show has to get over in order to be good. And none of the trailers have given us that much confidence. There there have been good elements, but they're they're too outweighed by the negatives. Sure. All right, that's some more Kobe Bebop discussion for you guys. <laughs> um, someday maybe we'll talk about, we'll just have a Kobe Bebop episode. One of these days, yeah. Andrea will like, she'll just decide I need to see this, you know? Are you going to power through it all? Yeah, and, I um, mean, it's uh, it's pretty high up on my queue, although there, there are a few things that uh, I need to watch before it, like what's coming out tomorrow that I'm really excited for. Yeah. I should mention that before note. we close. Yeah. Um, Dune, uh, the new version of Dune releases tomorrow in theaters and HBO max. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, October 22nd, um, here in the States. So go see it. I, I don't think I'm going to make, be able to make it to the theater to see it. And I don't think I, I want to wait. So I will probably be watching it. Um, if something, you know, like all of a sudden changes and bam, I can go. But otherwise, um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably hopeful. be hitting it up on HBO Max, but I'm I'm very excited. Nonetheless, I think it's yep. from what I can feel like it's it's one of the, the movies that I think is going to be good on 
you know, at home too. Okay. So. All right. We'll see though. All right. Well, that's Popcast on the Rocks, episode 80, ending on a hopeful note. <laughs> what do you know? Good job, Andrea. Um, Swung us back around from your yep. classic John rants. Yep. <laughs> you should uh, follow us on YouTube and here on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, all those things. Popcast on the Rocks everywhere. You can search for it. You got to like type the whole thing. Popcast <laughs> on the Rocks. Um, but if you like our things more and comment and share, you won't have to, eventually you won't have to type the whole thing because mm -hmm. it will be known enough. It'll just give it to you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, go ahead and do that. Review us on podcast directory, the podcast directory of your choice, all that sort of thing. I'd like to thank killing the flower for our theme song. You can find their content on Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. So go ahead and check them a look. And then a uh, Lucas three, three, three. That's Lucas with a K. You should check him out on Twitch. He's usually streaming Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays in the afternoon. Lately, he's been playing Pokemon Unite. So if you're a Pokemon fan, tune in. Anyways, my name is John. That's been Popcast on the Rocks. Thanks, Andrea, for joining me once again. Of course. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>